Hey everybody, welcome to the Ultra Crew Hub Podcast. On this episode, we will be talking with Simon Garrard and his wife, Nora, on the Leadville 100 Trail Run. Simon completed the Leadville 100 in both 2021 and 2022 as part of the Grand Slam of Ultra Trail Running. Nora, his wife, supported Simon through both runs at Leadville and crewed him all the way from the start to the finish. So sit back and enjoy as we dive into the Leadville 100 as seen through Simon and Nora. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Ultra Crew Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the Leadville 100 um, from 2021 and 2022 with Simon and Nora. Simon and Nora, welcome. Welcome to the Ultra Crew Podcast. Thank you. Thanks hey. for having us. Thanks. Yeah, we're, we're, happy to ha- we're happy to have you, and we appreciate you taking the time and to talk about Leadville. I think it's going to be a good, exciting conversation. So why don't you guys... Um, Take a minute and go ahead and introduce yourself and yeah, just talk a little bit about what you do, where you've been and, and about your experience that uh, we'll start off with Leadville. Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Simon. Um, I'm, uh, I work in uh, biotechnology. Uh, so I work for a company researching new medicine for mostly neurological disease and also cardiovascular disease, um, a lot in rare disease, children, uh, pediatric indication. I'm an ultra runner, fairly recent. Uh, I started in 2018. 18 or 2019, but now I've been running a hundred miler pretty much every month for the past year and a half, including uh, doing the Grand Slam twice, doing Leadman last year. So that means I did a little bit of mountain biking. I'm now a retired mountain biker um, <laughs> after crashing pretty hard and breaking a rib. Um, but yeah. Yeah. And my name's Nora. Um, I'm Simon's wife. Um, I, um, I, by, uh, like in terms of my day job, I'm a child and adolescent behavioral therapist, um, but via telehealth. So I have a remote job that allows me to travel anywhere for the most part. Um, my nice. background is also in, in hiking and running and other sports and being in the mountains in general. So a lot of my um, joy comes from hanging out with this crazy kooky guy um, <laughs> <laughs> and pacing and crewing and doing a couple tours myself. But uh up for whatever adventure comes our way in the mountains. How did you two meet? Yeah, so we met in prison. <laughs> uh, we, <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. no, family, family show. Not making that joke. No, well, yeah, people will believe it. But no, we, we met online. The, 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 that you know, we met on Tinder. Tinder, yeah, Tinder works. So uh, nice. Works, nice. Somehow, you know, I'm available for yeah. sponsorship. Um, but yeah, we met through Tinder. But really, I remember my profile said something like, "If you would rather." If you would rather go hiking in Banff than go at the oh. resort in Mexico uh, by the beach, then we should talk. And then she she answered. So ding ding ding. Yeah, awesome. Wow. We've never I been to it. Banff actually. So no, not that, yet. That was, I was I was a uh, how do we say a cat call, a cat fishing? Yeah. Or, yeah. Cat fishing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is gonna be great. <laughs> yeah, from the first date talking about it, like our love of hiking and being in the outdoors, it was from then on, it was pretty easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And look at you now. Look at us now. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's nice. Awesome. That's, that's awesome. And I would like to take a moment to mention Simon's YouTube channel, um, Ultra Marath- Marathon Trail Running with Simon. Um, I've watched a plenty of the videos. My kids have watched them. Jory's watched them. Um, yeah, they're great. So I would give any of our listeners out there um, a two thumbs up to get over there and jump onto Simon's uh, YouTube page. Give them a subscribe and a like and check out the videos. They're they're great. I, I do 
My favorite part, I believe, is the South Park plugs, which are awesome. You know, I'm Canadian. I'm French Canadian. And everything I know about American culture is from South Park. So if it was ever featured (laughs) in one episode of South Park, I actually know about it. And otherwise, I actually have no clue what's going on. It's that simple. (laughs) And somehow I'm somewhat of a functional human like adult in the u.s thanks to south park so yeah he has truly dated cultural references that are all from south park yes but it's that is very funny. true yeah yes. oh it's the best yeah well you you have you have the personality for it because <laughs> only 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 a slight handful of people don't get that you know um well, what's the word i'm looking for that type of humor yes the humor oh, so if you can handle great. it you'll fit right in so side 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 story i work for a rail manufacturer out of sacramento california and we had a project in denver and one of our technicians years and years ago the front destination sign that's displayed to the public he wrote a script that said oh my god they killed kenny (laughs) and he forgot to delete it and the train went out in service and was rolling around denver (laughs) scrolling oh my god they killed kenny (laughs) And not a lot of people will get that unless you know. Unless you live in Denver. <laughs> unless you live That's hilarious. So. <laughs> um, I also have one more question, Simon, re- in regards to your YouTube. The Pikachu hat? Is is yeah, that? It's, it's uh, is there a story the, behind that? The, there's no real story. So the real story is I have a fox hat that I very much love and actually is adult-sized. Somehow on Amazon, they decide to do one and... Honestly, I've never, as a guy, you don't really get random compliments when you're around. Like people don't stop and say, dude, I really like your shirt. That's, that's not a thing. <laughs> but when you have a fox hat, for some reason, it happens all the time. Every time we would go hiking with that hat, someone would say, hey, like, that's a really cool hat. I was like, yeah, I know. I know. But <laughs> don't do it anymore. So I took a baby shark hat instead. Um, so that, that is the extent of the story, but I think it does speak to the personality, both of myself, Nora, and also the, the channel in general, which is, um, we, we do, you know, running a hundred miles is not a joke. Um, it, yep. it is fun in a type two kind of fun, but it is serious to some extent, but you can either take yourself too seriously or you can have fun out there. And that's really, I try to have as much fun as possible until, you know, until it's really not fun anymore, but we're really just trying to have fun out there. Do, intense things but still smiling still you know kind of being childish a little bit and joking around so that would be the story the very profound story behind pikachu which if it was pikachu i think nintendo Nintendo would sue me and i would not have a channel actually so uh... (laughs) oh wait it's not pikachu it's it's just a fox it's a baby baby shark shark. shark. oh Uh, it's not obvious that it's that i i think the silly hat is a representation of of our weirdness yes and hopefully people find us more it's perfect no it's <laughs> yes well it's, you know it, when i run with people on trail it, it's super social and i think sometimes it's super awkward because in a race you'll have run maybe 20 miles with someone who was maybe just uh, behind you and never in front of you so you never actually recognize them but even if uh-huh. he's in front of you you won't necessarily recognize but the guy with the baby shark hat is uh, kind of easy to spot. Making well, friends. Yes. <laughs> Making friends <laughs> even if you're awkward. Yes. <laughs> For me, it's the red shorts because at Cruel, I just happened to look over and I'm like, hey, there's Simon. And you were you were running through over the bridge there by the lake and the red shorts just, that's, yeah. that was my yeah. telltale sign that that was Simon running Aww. through the forest in red shorts. <laughs> 
Is that an outfit that you wear pretty much at every one? Uh, no, I, I think I really don't have an outfit anymore. Even the hat, honestly, I have okay. like um, I, I very much prefer the fun hat, but I do have a more. It's gonna be really, really hot kind of hat, which I'm gonna use for bad water, and it's just not. It's yeah. not as fun. It's just like I don't want functional. It. Yeah, I don't want to die kind of hat. Then yeah, like, for I sure. Want to smile. Um, yeah, but the fox hat actually is funny because when you put it backward, it looks like the fox is looking at you and smiling. And she's always the one fighting or running behind me, and I, it cheers you up, right? It's very cute. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but the okay. rest, yeah, functional. So you got to bring the fox hat to your ray. Yes, that sounds. It's a, it's a must. Yeah, it's gonna yep. be there for sure. I'll be expecting it. I'll be there running that race as well. So I'll be looking for the fox hat. Yeah, it's gonna be. I saw you did it already, so I'm actually worried about that one. To be honest, it looks pretty hardcore, but uh, we'll see. It's uh, be prepared to hallucinate. You've probably done that before. Yeah, um, only once. I saw, yeah. I saw a ballerina. I saw guys reading books in the forest. Uh, a for sale sign. I saw a for sale sign for a huge mountain property that didn't exist. Um, was it a good yeah, price? So, <laughs> no, but the it was a husband and wife combo team <laughs> ready to uh, sell me some property, and yeah, it was pretty yeah. comical. Yeah. Um, it's a good race, though. You're going to love it. You're going to enjoy it. Take it all in. Walk the ups. Yeah, just enjoy it's it. Beautiful. It is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I our, wish they would do- it's our favorite part of the, the the Colorado mountains, the San Juan in general. We're actually, we're going to be there with her family before, so we're going to show them the, the nice mountain in the area. I mean, I think it's right next to Schnifel and these sorts of mountains, so it's going to be fun. Yep, yep. Are you going to be there for Hard Rock then if you're going early? Hard work is what one week before. Yep, it's the, the yeah week we're gonna before. be on Yeah, actually, yeah. we'll be maybe yeah. the other on like on the Telluride side. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, well, not far. Goes there, so. Yeah, yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just did a uh, podcast on um, Ure with my son Shad, who was part of the crew team, and my and Jory. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's fun. It's great, and I'll be there for Hard Rock. I get there July twelfth. And I'm staying through, uh, through year A. So I'm going to do a little volunteer work and hang out at Hard Rock. It's, it's awesome. It's a fun time. I did it last year and got to talk a lot of, with Killian and Francois and, and them and Dakota and uh, Dallas. Jeff Browning. It, it was good to talk with all those guys and, and wow. stuff. So Yeah, I've raised Jeff Browning actually, but uh, we didn't get to talk because he kind of just went <laughs> and I never saw him again. And he finished, I think 14 hours before me, but you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw him. Right I, <laughs> I saw the back of him at the Zion 100 in 2021. I think you ran that one as well, right? Yeah. Oh, I didn't remember. 20, Jeff was there. Okay. Yeah. 2021 was the, was the year that, yeah, he won that one. And like, yeah, I saw the back of his head and I think I saw him at the BMX Virginia Aid or Virgin River Aid Station when he came down from Guacamole. It's about yeah, the only two I, times I, I saw him during that race. Him, like, I didn't realize it was him. I saw the leader coming down uh, after finishing the Guacamole kind of going down. Mm-hmm. And I actually, I usually I'm very nice and I say congrats for a good job. And I just said something like, holy shit, dude, because I was really surprised <laughs> to see someone so far ahead. Um, so I was not as polite as I should have been, but uh, kind of conveyed <laughs> that I was really impressed. Yeah, he's he's something to behold, that's for sure. He'll be running Wasatch this year, so I'm kind of excited to 
see him there. So, and he'll be back at Hard Rock. Yeah, he's so. doing um, he's doing the Rocky Slam, so he's doing Bighorn, I think, uh, Wasash, uh, Hard Rock, and so yep. yeah. wow, big schedule. Yeah, he's got a he's got a tough one ahead of him, and he just won the one twenty five in Sedona that you took fourth place in. So congrats. Yeah, yeah. I mean, awesome. Yeah, I was right behind him. <laughs> <laughs> I heard every aid station he would come in. He was like, "Where's Simon? How far behind is he?" You know, so. <laughs> I gotta go. He's catching me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he's all, he's only twelve hours behind me. Oh, gotta hurry up. Better you, not stay here too long. You weren't busting out five minute miles like he was. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we should get started on what we're here for. All right, so yeah, we'll 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 dive into Leadville. So we like to talk about things like the lead into it. Where did you stay? Um, if you stayed somewhere that wasn't exactly the best or if it was the best, yeah, just kind of describe, describe that. And then, uh, yeah, like recommendations, recommendations. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you guys want to, so yeah. I guess I'll, I'll lead in with where, like, where, where did you guys stay when you guys arrived? Did you fly into Denver? Are you guys, where are you guys actually located right now? Yeah. So we're, we're down in the. We're down in Carlsbad, uh, California. Oh, okay. So we're at sea level, very, very much sea level. And for sure, for a race like Leadville or any race at altitude, I, I try as much as possible to be there ahead of time because I'm good at a few things like eating and these sorts of things, which makes me a decent ultra runner, but I'm terrible at others and altitude is one of them. I, I really get hit real hard. So I need a couple of weeks to adjust. Otherwise, I'm just going to struggle. So for Leadville... We knew we had to be there in advance uh, both years. So I, I think both years we were there for like two or three weeks ahead of time. Yes. Um, and and yeah, and the where, I mean, yeah, Nora, Nora that, that's where it's teamwork. I, I do the running and she does everything else, which sounds like it's not much, but actually it's a lot. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the where, I think the the first year I actually had a um, 100K in, in Utah. So that gave us a little bit of like ele- mm. like altitude and elevation to, to work with at first and some hiking. So we started there and then um, got into Leadville, but very quickly, like wanting to be at altitude as soon as possible um, so that we could prepare. Um, the second year we did a road trip that was like all through Colorado. So we were a bit more prepared and like really getting our, um, legs ready and with 14ers, um, plus dealing with the altitude. Um, and then where we stayed, it's a bit tricky to, unless you reserve really, really ahead of time to mm-hmm. get a place to stay in Leadville, like Airbnbs, et cetera. It's really challenging during like those races. because it's not just Leadville, right? There's many Leadville series races that are happening from the Hunter mountain by hundred mile mountain bike. That's the week prior to all the other pieces of the series. So sometimes we've been able to get a place, you know, in Leadville, but other times we've been at Copper Mountain and Frisco, Mm -hmm. which weren't so bad. It's like a half hour drive. It's in a fairly easy, non-trafficy drive. So I would recommend any of those places. But of course, if you're in Leadville, then you're already at the 10,000 feet in terms of altitude. So, yeah. Yeah, we we actually stayed in Copper Mountain ourselves too when yeah. we when he ran. Yep. Um, it always makes it a very fun when it's a four a.m. start time, <laughs> and you have to drive the forty five minutes through those windy roads to get there. But um, but it was great. It was perfect because you like you said you had Frisco that had the Whole Foods and all those other grocery stores and outfitters that were conveniently located. Whereas in you know Leadville, you're kind of in that little area of what you see is what you get. So. Yeah. Um, I think Copper Mountain was, I think, I think it was fine. 
I mean, we would probably stay there again. For sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I liked it. The Copper Mountain, obviously, itself right there with the, the ski resort, getting up and down those trails was was fun and a little warm up before the race. So that, uh, yeah, yeah. I would, Copper was nice. But obviously, staying at the heartbeat of it, would be ideal. We never, well, we obviously never did that. So we don't know what it's like to just be able to like walk out the front door. <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, you probably still need to drive from wherever you are in Leadville. So it's still going to be, uh, was it polite way cluster? Anyway, cluster adjective afterwards, but yeah, it, it's, it's going to be, yeah. it's going to be difficult to get there anyway. Yeah. We parked right next to a, I think it was a little school right down mm-hmm. yeah. off six, off six street there. I mean, yeah. we got yeah, there. We probably got there at like, 3.15, right? It was a, it's at a least, 4 a.m. start. Three, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we were just parked right on the streets on the side. So, but it did get crazy. I mean, once that, once you got closer to that 4 a.m., I mean, suggestions yeah. are be there early. Yes. Because yeah. you like any race, be. honestly. Yeah. And I, if I remember correctly, I think the, the biking race the week before was even more problematic. Yeah. Because they closed the street because you have kind of the starting curl is on the main street. Mm-hmm. So everything is just, and I think there's more people for the biking race yeah. than the running. I could be wrong, but that's my impression that it was a little bit more, you know, clogged everywhere. Yeah. So well, it's yeah. just more stuff, like just bigger yeah. things. You know what I mean? It's not one, just like one little body, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. you're messing with people's racks and yeah. ca- like bikes and just gear and just stuff. So everything's just a little more bulky and pushed out. So yeah. 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 So Nora, when, yeah. so, so at Leadville, mm-hmm. did you, did you watch the start or, cause I know the first, the first aid station is, is May Queen, the first crew spot. And I know it's, well, George, you can talk to this one cause you had a fun time getting in and out of there. So my question to Nora was, what's that? Was that type two fun? <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> I mean, Nora, you and I can kind of weigh in on this because we're just kind of bouncing each other's experiences off of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but just to give some background, it's one way in and one way out. Like, <laughs> and it's everybody is heading to this. I mean, the majority of people were heading to May Queen. Um, I mean, and it's in the dark time and you're the dark time. It's at early in the morning, I should say. And um, yeah, you're just kind of in a parade of cars waiting to get down there and everybody's going the same way, but then you're parking right on the side of the road. I don't know what your experience was, Nora, if you made it to that first aid station or yeah, not. Great question. So um, I think one thing that will be a theme throughout this is um is like a, we spoke to people that like, you know our first time there. We actually there was for the fundraising that Simon was doing. There was a dinner I think the night or two nights before, and we met people there who had done it many times or many years, and and we asked like their advice. So a big part of I think probably maybe both of us will agree is is making sure you make friends and um, mm-hmm. have people to to speak to 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 guide you. But um, they actually um, the the friends we initially made advised us to not go to May Queen or for me to not go to May Queen and not crew him. Um, so that was one piece of advice that like they're like you know just skip it it is exactly to your point it is so crowded it is so challenging to get to and getting out of and then you're racing all those people to outward bound etc so um so we 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 took we took a lot of that advice and think about how challenging it would be to get to outward bound with also 
what Simon needed as a runner. And we asked, do you need, do you actually need support after 12, 13 miles? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. And you're right. I, I think that will be a theme of the whole discussion is I think what's great about Leadville is the community and it's, it's a big race, sure. but also you have so many people that have been doing it for 10, 20 years. And if you're, you know, mm-hmm. you will meet people and they have a lot of experience in listening to that. And basically, yeah, basically they were like, yeah, don't, don't go there. Like, well, okay, Simon, you should still go there, but, 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 yeah, Simon, but not Nora. Yeah, Simon, <laughs> skip, skip me, queen, go directly to Outward Bound. Like that would actually be a good strategy, honestly, but, uh, I did go to, uh, to, uh, to make queen, but truth is you get there. If the only thing I would have done is maybe give out my headlamp, but other than that, you're so quick for the first what 12 miles i think or 13 miles you yeah. don't need anything at that point so it didn't feel like it's a transition where a crew would necessarily bring much more than the aid station yeah i refilled my water and, and electrolytes and i took some food but what do i need to change in terms of equipment nothing really i just went by very quickly so the plan for me was i was with him at the start filmed him at the start got to see him go off and then hopped in the car as fast as I could and got to outward bound. Um, mm-hmm. And that was smart. The I crewed him was yeah. outward bound. Yeah. If I, if we were to do that race again, I think that is really good advice. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a beautiful place to see that sun come up and see those runners for your first time. You know, everybody's so amped and like just so pumped to see their runners and just kick mm-hmm. this thing off. And, um, but I mean, it is, it is a very patient, building process because um you know if you're if you did not like get in the car right away and get moving to that aid station you were also parking off the side of the road which means you are lugging things into this aid station this isn't like hey park right next to this um tent right here and just feel free to hand your runner whatever you need it's like wherever you were in line you're parking on that side of the street and you're hauling in so keep that in mind for anyone who's listening is that you're going to need either a wagon. And I feel like that's the theme of this entire race is if you have a wagon, I, <laughs> more I, I, to you. I literally <laughs> wrote that down as a note is like, have a wagon in terms mm-hmm. of advice that we're going to talk about is yeah. I also yeah. explicitly a wagon. Absolutely. And we thankfully had a, like a roller bag, which was helpful. I mean, it would have been better to have something else, but um, we were lucky to have something on wheels. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean that May Queen. Wait, oh, what was that? What was that aid station called? May Queen. May Queen. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, it's if you can skip it, if your runner's okay. I mean, just word from advice is from us is I don't think you have yeah. to be there. Yeah, yeah. and as yeah. a runner, what I would say is that de- depending how fast you are. So the first year I was a little faster. The second year I had the broken rib, so I was pretty slow. But uh-huh. if you're decently fast, you're de- you're gonna come in and it's fairly dark there's going to be a lot of people, although maybe now we're discouraging people and all of a sudden there's not going to be a traffic rush. I don't know. Maybe things will evolve, but <laughs> there's so many people that honestly, when I think about how I give instruction to Nora, like, what do I need? I always think of the cost benefit a little bit, like how much work is it for her to do that versus how much benefit do I get? And at the beginning of the Smart. race, like that, you know, just looking for her for me would be like, okay, I just lost like two minutes to find her in the crowd anyway, just to refill my water. Like there, there's really not much to it and she's going to be stuck in traffic. So let, let yeah, I, I think skipping it was, yeah. yeah. I mean, we did it both years. I skipped and went straight to our bounds, saw the sunrise over the mountain peaks. There was a giant nice. field 
plus like yep. the, the coming the country road that runners come down. So there was so much time for me to look for Simon and catch him so he wouldn't be looking for me. So it was it was like an, a giant open space. So it was outward bound, e- yeah. yeah, outward bound. So easy, easy to park, easy to get to, avoid make avoid make queen chaos and like mm-hmm. beautiful and a great way to start off crewing for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's some really good advice. That's something that we didn't know, and it was my second hundred, and so we thought that if it's a crew spot, crew had to be there. And yeah. I literally rolled through May Queen. I think I grabbed a bagel and just kept running, and I, and it was like, well, uh, see you in a few more hours. Yeah, we saw you with this. I mean, you it was bright, but like a lot of people had like. <laughs> People clearly were veterans that were doing this were like have like glow sticks and like light up um, brooms, like brooms with like lights on them. So you could like flag down your runner. Like Simon said, like you spend a lot of time going through this like tunnel of champions, like trying to find your crew or or your crew. And you're just kind of like and people are like grabbing you and trying to like get your attention. And so it's just kind of um, it's pretty chaotic. It is. But I just wanted to I just wanted to point out that on the Leadville, did you see this new for 2023 and beyond? No crew and spectator parking will be allowed at May Queen. You will be required to shuttle (laughs) to 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 May May Queen. Queen. I literally just read that. Look at that. I mean, obviously, (laughs) they're on the podcast. I'm like, oh, well, I guess, you know. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, we better edit this real quick. Well, it's interesting because I read that. I read that yesterday when I was just kind of going over the the event packet just to kind of brush up on it because I knew when I was kind of annoyed a little bit, to be honest with you, when they shut down Winfield the first year in 2021, they shut down Winfield. And I was excited to have Jor just pace me back over into Twin Lakes from Winfield. It's hope's pass. It's beautiful. So that's, it seems like, the popularity and with the bike, mm-hmm. with the run, yeah, they're just kind of like necking down on the footprint. Closed windfield in 2021, and now they're shuttling to May Queen, which tells you the expanse of people that are coming to this event. Yeah, well, there's like 800, 100 people that run this race, My, 900 people. Something like that, I think, yeah. I think there were 756 when I ran it. Or when, yeah, we both, 2021, I think there was like 756 runners. That's crazy. And it was, yeah. it was right after COVID. Well, it was still kind of during, I think a lot of people weren't running the race because of COVID and my bib number was 58. Yeah. And I'm, I, I roll in at like 27 hours and this kid seemed to be a little annoyed. He's like, why is your number 58? And I'm like, I don't know. My last name starts with a B. He's like, cause typically they'll, they'll, the numbering will be kind of rank on your ability, so to speak. Right. So number 58 should have, he was in his mind was thinking, Oh, well you should be like a 17 hour finisher. And here I am at 27. Like, but yeah, that's interesting to read though, that they're shuttling now to May queen in 2023. So that'll be an interesting process. I'd love to see how that works. I think that's even more advice yeah. to not go to May Queen. Just check that. Yeah, yeah. Just well, check that that I know, I know I'm thinking about, yeah. oh no, everyone's yeah. going to run to Outward Bound. I mean, maybe not. Oh. You know, we'll no, they will. But, they will. but I, I will say, unlike mm-hmm. me, 
outward bound is this giant field. Like it's a, it's a huge Wonderful. field. So there's mm-hmm. so much mm-hmm. parking. There's so much room. Like, yep. like there's, mm-hmm. it's still, you know, one road getting in and out, which is like so much of Lebanon. It's one road getting in and out, but it's not one way. It's not. So I think um, of all the places to have a lot of people, like outward bound is... Yeah, you're kind of like in someone's farmland or something. Like you literally like bust off Mm -hmm. the street and into like this little gated entrance, and then it's like a free for all. It's like a crewer's dream. Like you bust into this like open field, and you know, granted, with your lowrider cars, it's probably going to be a little trickier because it's um, well, you know, potted fields of who knows what out there. But um, yeah, I mean, you literally can get in there and park and it can fit a, so many an people. abundance of vehicles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But again, you're not so, I mean, unless you get a good parking spot and like if you were there early, Nora, you're close, but not, you know, we, we were probably 20 cars deep. So we were, we were hauling some stuff in, but once you kind of got situated, you know, we were kind of like posted up and like bouncing between the street. And I don't know if, you were were you guys ran the same time as that one the same same year same year same year so yeah like a lot of people were in the street just kind of watching them run past the hatchery mm-hmm. the fish hatchery right mm-hmm. um and kind of coming down so we were kind of bouncing between there because it was you know people were the camaraderie was so fun people were just chatting and cheering and um you know we're all obviously there for the same reason but and I mean, I, that's a really easy aid station yeah yeah yeah, and, and that's already mile that 23. Like 25 miles in, and the, the yeah. field is a yeah. little bit more stretched already. Like the first 12 miles, especially around um, Turco's Lake, you're you're back to back with runners. You can't pass them, so you're kind of just clogged. But mm-hmm. when you go over Sugarloaf okay. and down Powerline, all around, it's already stretching, so it's helping a little bit. And people, some people will already be gone uh, to Twin Lake by the time your runner comes. So. I, I think it's an aid station that makes way more sense to be to to meet your crew. Yeah. For sure. And one one thing with 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 outbound is there's also the the alternate crewing spot mm-hmm. pipeline that's just mm-hmm. not too far away from from outbound. And I I saw it because I ran past it. I thought that's a great spot too. If you don't want to be with the mass of people at outbound, go to go to pipeline, the alternate crewing area, which is a that long stretch of dirt road where people just post up next to the road and yeah, you can stop by and grab yourself. So you can run right through outbound as the runner and meet your crew at the alternate um, crewing location there at pipeline. Yeah. And that's not a bad spot. I mean, Nora, did you agree that they did pretty well with like the GPS links, like to and from these aid stations? Yeah. yeah, I mean, it wasn't ever like, where am I going? I think it was pretty clear when you clicked on those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's something that gives crewing teams a very big sigh of relief is that, you know, you're not like kicking it old school and trying to be like, turn left at the red rock <laughs> and there's a tree on your right. So head north. And you're like, what's <laughs> north? I don't know what north is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. I will also okay. say there's so many people like you can follow the cars a little bit. Yeah, There's like a couple sure, of roads sure. that this happens and it's, it's pretty easy to follow people too, but you're right. The GPS, um, they, they had things down really well. So you could follow and, and find the, the aid stations easily. Yeah. I think if, you know what, actually I would, I'll, I take this back. If we were to do this again, I would go 
to, well, now that you're throwing a shuttle into May Queen, that changes <laughs> things, but I would do May Queen and then head to straight Twin Lakes. Mm. Yes. Because we got to Twin Lakes and we were like shoved over by the porta potty because that place was like party Zoo. central. Yeah. I mean, I didn't understand how massive this area was and how big of a I mean we had no advice given to us going into this race so we were just kind of blindly just assuming we knew what we were doing and you know jokes on us because when you throw 800 runners into it and their crew team things things get pretty wild Mm -hmm. so um I think that's what I I remember thinking back and being like oh we should have just went to straight to twin lakes and just posted up and had our small little town and our, you know, place to eat and the little grocery store that they have there and just settled in. The coffee bus. The coffee bus. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I honestly would agree. I think that was a little bit of the advice we got the night before with the new friends that we had made to say, like, just, so you know, get get to Twin Lakes as, as soon as possible. Like that that is the place where, you, like, one, you're going to be there for a very long time. That is not an aid station you don't do because your runner goes through there twice. Yeah. Um, like fairly yep. close together. Um, we couldn't do Winfield that year. Simon was equally frustrated to your point because he definitely wanted a pacer um, over Hope Pass mm-hmm. again. Um, but then I will say that's the only disadvantage to going to that alternative crew spot, the pipeline or half pipe, uh, whatever it's called. That's half pipe, if, yeah. if you decide to go there after outward bound, then that delays you going to Twin Lake and any delay getting to Twin Lake puts you at a big disadvantage because it's, it's going to be so crowded. So, I mean, I would recommend, honestly, like maybe do half pipe or, or, or pipeline the way back. Um, it's way less crowded to, to navigate the aid stations if you do that alternative on the way back. But the way there, so when you're going you know, out, um, I would recommend, which is what I've done both years, which has gone really smoothly, is outward bound. As soon as I was done with Simon, hauled ass, got back in the car and raced to Twin Lake as fast as I could. And knew, knowing I was going to post up there for a very long time. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And yeah, the, the Winfield point is pretty important because I guess that in the years past, people would then go to Winfield. So it would free up a little bit of space, but now you know there's like a whatever seven eight hour period where your crew is gonna be there, mm-hmm. so everyone is there everyone at some there, point. Yeah. But um, I think the second year was, I, I mean, I'm not the crew, so I don't know. But we did get some help from other friends, yeah, and uh, they they had a tent pitch there. And I think that's something also, you know, if you can organize, because there were more than one runners, so we were quite a few runners doing it. I was part of Ledman, so so we knew people, so it was a group, and we used the same tents, and people were just hanging out. So first, it's good, because, I mean, Nora's not alone, <laughs> and then it's good, because we have a spot for everyone. And I remember that, I think Leadville 2021 is the first time I received major help from Nora on the race. Usually, I just go by myself, but then I was... I, I was really scared. I was really, really scared about Leadville. A lot of people told me, like, Simon, like, I know you can run 100 miles, but Leadville is really tough. I'm like, oh, my God, all right, I need help. I really need help. And going into Twin Lake, like, there, she all, she's very social. She, she's a nicer person than me, basically, and she made friends. <laughs> I, I, I arrived there, and I really felt like a, a racing car going in a pit stop. And then there were people and like, it's like, okay, like I need new shoes. So they, they were helping me change my shoes and someone was feeding me water and Nora was the one talking to me and someone <laughs> was even filming at the same time. It just really felt like, yeah, formula. Like, what's happening? Stuff. Like we have, 
10 seconds to do everything. And that was good, great. And yeah. you, you help each other. I'm sure you help other runners. Like well, you help thing, Brian. You know, to and, your point about when, so when you both said that, like you sort of came in, like knowing last, like that's one of the key points with, with twin lakes in particular, you are posted up. So it is tent, tent like the tents yeah. are like mm-hmm. next other mm-hmm. all along that strip coming in and out of twin lakes and so very very helpful to connect with some folks so you all have a tent together because one there's just not enough space right for like every so i like it was to, it was to such an advantage for all of us to build like a group of friends where each of us there were like three runners three or four runners we were all working with um so then when any, any one of our runners came in all of us could support that one runner at our tent and then switch off and then switch off and then like it's so much easier to delegate especially if you're a crew of maybe one which was me and i was so nervous um it was really helpful to then delegate like get salty stuff grab salt pills sunscreen chain shoot like that was like at Twin Lakes in particular, because you have just done so much coming up like over Hope Pass and back and then going through water and go, like there's so many pieces and you might just, you're about to start night and prepare for night. So that's such a huge point. And like Twin Lakes is like, you got a crew there yeah. um, and you're going to crew twice there. So like it's, it's good to invest. But one thing you did well, which I did not do well, which is I have no rolly things at all. No wagon. I bare knuckled, gripped and sweated my oh. way from the car. <laughs> <laughs> I it took two trips and I was so exhausted. Like I was, that was, I think my heart rate was way up and I was like, I'm done. I was, that was the stupidest thing I could have done. So the recommendations that, you know, for Twin Leg is get there fast, build a community so you can support each other and have a wagon. Yeah. yeah 100%. Awesome. Great advice. Yeah. And I mean, runner, because I would, I would say it's like, it's such a critical aid station because I feel Leadville is basically it's three race. The way I divide it, it's, the, the first 40 miles is a fairly fast pace, not technical. Yeah, you have power line, but it's mostly like run really fast because you you got to make time. Mm-hmm. And then at Twin Lake, you're transitioning to, hey, this is a mountain race. You're about to climb yep. past. It's going to be cold. You're most likely going to face rain or hail or something. So you're you're switching a lot of stuff. So I want my poles. I want my rain jacket. So I, I need someone to to transfer things. A drop bag would work, but not as well. So it's kind of critical as opposed to upward bound, which is more practical. And then you come mm-hmm. back, and then it's the third race, which is now you're grinding through the night. So now you need your night stuff. And it, it, the 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 location of it, I think, is perfect for me. But you you need the help. You you very much need the help there. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. I think Twin Lakes is, yeah the most important crew location for this race. Like you, like you just explained the perfect spot to transition from the flats to the mountains and from the day to the dark. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also just to kind of like umbrella statement for this, like just give people some insight to this aid station. There are, um, little like restaurants or I don't know, food that they serve out of trucks <laughs> or yeah. vans. Yes. Um, I think there's like one or two of them. Um, mm-hmm. They've got hot stuff like hot fries, but beware they're actual chips. Um, and then like there's coffee you can get, but then there's also like the small town of Twin Lakes where actually yeah. people live there. And I, mm-hmm. I kind of felt bad on some situations because we would kind of walk around, we'd walk up a street and just, you know, we had time. So we were just kind of exploring this little town. And, um, like there was one lady that was trying to get out of her driveway Oh, no. and like, there was just people everywhere. And I know she's probably used to it, but I'm sure by like race number two or three, she's probably like, get off my lawn, <laughs> stop sitting on my fence. So, I mean, that's just something to take into consideration. 
when doing this race is just keep in mind that there's actually like real locals that live in this town and have day-to-day activities that need to get done. So if you cannot park or put, you know, anything in front of their area, I know that would be a help not only for them, but probably the race in general to ease up on mm-hmm. angry yeah. Yeah, locals, even- I should say. Downtown Leadville, it's you yeah, know, it's you're finishing the race maybe you know at three in the morning or something like that. I mean, you're excited, but people are sleeping, and yeah, a lot of those people live on top of those buildings of the race, and that might explain some of you know the change in terms of rules. Is at, at some point, you know, there's real people living there, and sure, it's a big deal for you to finish that race, but for them, you know, there's 800 yeah, people finishing the race at some point, <laughs> like, you know, kind yeah, of all right. day. All day and cowbells and people cheering and, um, but you know, I'm sure the majority of the people probably love it and that's fine. And they're probably so used to it. Um, Mm -hmm. but again, there's, I I think, wasn't there like a little grocery store or something in Twin Lakes? Like just for people to a little peace of mind of like grab, like a, I think it's right on the corner. Yeah, it is on the corner. It is a little tiny like convenience tourists or like there's, you can get essential things like drinks and food Mm -hmm. and yeah, like there, there is a, a small general store. Yeah, a general store. Exactly. Yeah. So if like your runner has something in particular that they want and the aid station doesn't have it, I mean, there is a chance there's something in that little town that you can grab, mm-hmm. even for yourself, you know, um, grab something to eat or use the restroom or something, but be a paying customer. <laughs> for sure. So I, I, there you go. I, a, a couple questions with that. So one the community that you mentioned that you met, did you meet them at and in Leadville during the the bike and the maybe the 50, the Silver Rush and that? And two, uh, what what did you do between like waiting for Simon at Twin Lakes? Did you find anything unique in your experience about the town? Did you find something that's maybe a lot of people won't know unless you experience it that you could share with the listeners? Yeah. Should I start? Or yeah, you can start. Yeah. The how yeah, so, so, so the people that we got to meet, so the first year I didn't do the Leadman, so it was just, uh, it was just a Grand Slam. Uh, but through just, the fundraiser. Just, just a Grand Slam. Exactly. It was nothing. Um, we met a few people at kind of the fundraiser uh, dinner because I was fundraising. And actually, we can't name names, right? So I think that's where we met uh, Tracy and uh, Mickey. Um yeah. It was Mickey's super hardcore. It's and impressive. Brian, yeah. But it was all these people at the, the Lifetime Foundation uh, dinner. Yeah. So we met them and we met Brian. Okay. I don't think we met Brian there. I think Brian was a friend of, oh, friend uh, of, someone Mickey, else. Yeah. of Mickey. And yeah. then like on the day of the race, then she went and was friendly right. with people um, like a bigger group. Yeah. So it was all people connected to Leadville through like doing this foundation fundraising for Leadville um, okay. for the Lifetime Foundation. And then, and like, so they gave us advice and they also were like, yeah, and you can, you can find us in the media. Let's hang out. Yeah. Let's hang out. And I was like, this was, which was like so nice and so kind. And I did not know anyone. And it was so gracious and allowed me to like set up at their tent. And that was like, yeah. so, so great and helpful. Um, in terms of what we did um, or what I discovered about the, the, you know, the town in between, I think, you know, when you're not, when I wasn't supporting Simon in the immediacy, because for the most part, I'm, I'm not supporting Simon. It's these very brief moments unless I'm, I'm pacing. <laughs> um, so, mm-hmm. you know, you have, as you know, with crewing, it's like this rush and then tons of waiting. Um, yep. And so, um, and if you're not, if you're not careful, you can get really anxious about certain things like, 
are, are they doing okay? Like, did they like could they have potentially DNF? What is the weather like? Because the weather will be a little bananas in like Colorado and mm-hmm. in the mountains in the afternoons and evenings. So, um, but I think some things to know about you know both Twin Lakes and Leadville, like. Um, they, a a lot of what was really interesting about these towns was there was this like historic quality that I think I found when I first visited, I was like, this feels like an old West town. And of course there is Mm -hmm. this extensive history around mining and which is like the story of Leadville, of course, like this was a, an ultra race that was created to benefit the community, which still does benefit the community of Leadville as far as, Mm -hmm. as I understand, and really supported the the livelihood of the town, which is really interesting, but there's this like old Western quality um, to, to the architecture and the downtown strip. And, um, and there's a lot of really wonderful sort of local spots and local restaurants and, and other stores that feel really carefully preserved and supported, which I think is really, really nice and neat. And um, I think something unusual for a lot of places that can become like bigger corporations, et cetera. It feels like like I think lovingly preserved um, for right. both and Twin Lakes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I mean, given this race and how big it's gotten, it's amazing that Leadville still seems to be unchanged in that sense. Because like you said, like when you, well, Leadville's well, not huge. So when you walk down that like main drag mm-hmm. and all the restaurants and all those stores, like, like you said, there's nothing that's like, Oh, God, blinding by these lights like it's Vegas or anything like that. It's just small, quaint, quiet, and it's it's gotten well. So a little history with Leadville and my family is my grandfather was a miner in Leadville, and oh. my mom would and a couple of my aunt, aunts and uncles were were born there. And my mom's the house they grew up on is actually right. You we run right past it down Sixth. Um, no way. Yeah, so they I was I was born in Utah, so they moved out of Leadville, I think in 71 to 72 right around in there. And they moved to to Utah to the to the Ogden area and there's a my grandfather went to work at a salt mine out in the Great Salt Salt Flats. Um so through family trips, we would go back to Leadville um when I was 5, 6, 7 and just visit and what I remember Leadville being was like dad, is there anything we can do around here? Cause it was so small. And then when I went back for this race, I was like amazed at how expanse that it just grew so much that I remember from a kid. And I think a lot of it has to do with the race. A lot of it has to do with the whole outdoor community that Leadville started to grow and has become, and it's just going to get bigger. Yeah. And it's, it's beautiful up there for sure. But yeah, it's, from what I remember and my perspective on Leadville is it's, it's got to be a pretty good sized place. And it's the community up there, like Nora talking about the people up there and they're, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful place and the people are great and yeah, it's a fun place. Uh, you have the best perspective. I like, I don't know what I'm talking about. I've seen it like twice or three times. So, <laughs> so I appreciate that's like a really, cause it looks, it looks so preserved and it looks like it, it keeps to with the historic roots of like of the town, but Mm-hmm. I, you know, from an outsider, it looks like, oh, it must always have been like this because I don't see like Starbucks and like, like you don't see that. You see True. like yep. what looks like like carefully preserved and maintained and like um, supported places. And that's like a, you know, a, a, which I, yeah, I think that's, that's really cool that it's like, it's awesome. And I hope that the, the, the folks of Leadville feel like positive about that too. 
Yeah, and I would For say sure. that we've been there throughout the summer, so not just during the race. And yeah. you definitely see it like the expansion of like, oh, there, there's a race, <laughs> there's a race coming up, mm-hmm. and then the race yeah. is done, and like it, you know, it's, it's not, it's not the same. There's definitely still a lot of people coming around, and like a lot, the the Colorado Trail goes by there, and you have massive, yep. and you have Albert, so you do have people always there. But but race week is intense. Uh, you're yeah, gonna very intense. Basically. Yes. Yeah. For sure. Okay, so let's. <clears throat> Let me so, hold on. I'm, I want to think if I have one more thing on Twin Lakes before we kind of turn around. Um, but I yeah, mean, so what, else well, do- what I would say is Twin Lake because we met people before the race. But Twin Lake, I mean, there's definitely people that you met at Twin Lake yes. when we were at Twin mm-hmm. Lake, and and there's that that's the first year she was alone. We knew a few people from like the day before or whatever. So she was going to pace me only the last 13 miles. Uh, and we didn't mm-hmm. really know what we were going to do. And that, that's where she actually found pacers that were just hanging out, basically. Uh, and maybe that's what you're getting to as, yeah. as we're talking about turning around. But Oh, sorry. I don't know. No, 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 you're fine. I mean, this is this is this is great. I, there's no rhyme or reason to what we're saying right now. Like, clearly, we're all over the map, which is wonderful because this is just fought, shots being fired all over the place, which I love because we're I mean, that's the thing is like when we talk about these races and, and you know, it's been what two years since we've ran these races. So it's mm-hmm. like it's like re igniting and like jogging memories that like things are all of a sudden popping up and you're like, Oh yeah, that's right. This happened. Or, you know, I said this, or we did this instead. So, um, I are, um, so we crewed or I crewed with, um, my stepson, his son, Shad at this race. And again, we were like novice, like this may be our second you did. We did Zion. And then we jumped into Leadville, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. So let's just paint the picture there. So we, um, you know, are lugging things into Twin Lakes. We did not have the luxury of a tent, but we saw that, um, you know, show-stopping event that was going down these roads with people that looked like they were tailgating. And like at a main event, like this was, it was unreal. Like we were looking around, we were like, how long have these people been here and where did they get all this stuff? Like, well, if, and if you like to fish grills and lounge chairs and tents, and I think there were people fishing in twin lakes. So if you're waiting for your runner and you like to fish buy a non-resident <laughs> license, or if you are a resident, go fishing. Great point. There's, Great point. You got some time stuff. to kill. Yeah. But like Lee, we literally like lugged your stuff in. We like parked on the side of a road and like we're like these like little like helpless people that were like, okay, let's just post up over across the street by the porta potty because there's an open space of grass and then of course like rain hits and we're like zip up the luggage and get over here and like we like yeah. crouched underneath this like old <laughs> shack yeah, that was like <laughs> like careful of the cop <laughs> like this is it's just funny when you hear like other because i was like who are these people under these tents and like clearly they know exactly what to do because this is not their first rodeo or you just meet people and we just didn't, we just were in our element of like, so it, it works in any world that you make it work in. You know, there are people that were just in lounge chairs, just mm-hmm. chilling next mm-hmm. to their car. Yes. Um, but the parking is kind of a nightmare. Um, yes. But once you park it, grab what you can. We pro- we were rock, paper, scissoring to see who had to go get the the shoes we forgot in the car. Yeah. Because we were probably a half mile away. So yeah, so that's to Nora's point, get the Twin Lakes early. 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you never yeah. want to go back to the car. You're right. That's why I yeah. white knuckled as much as I could that first round to well, get there. You know how it is, Nora. It's like you sit and stare at everything in your car and you're like, if I have to log this in, I'm going to bring probably everything that he's going to, I think he's going to need. And then you get everything you need. And then you get there and you're like, you want, oh, you wanted the white pair of socks? Well, I brought the black one. All right. One second. <laughs> I, wish, I think that's like, you know, like a piece of like advice or like one thing to always consider when you're accruing in, in, in any case is, is to be prepared as much as you can be. But I think what's even more important mm-hmm. is to be flexible and creative. Um, because Absolutely. there's you can be super so prepared for all the things you can predict that could happen, but other things will happen that you can't predict. Like it's going to rain and you do not have a tent above you and you got to think quickly. So I think it's, but it is, it's, it's most important to prepare and also be flexible. I think an ultra runner Correct. actually also operates yeah. by. Yeah. I mean, there, there's a point I would elaborate there. So yeah, first is as a runner, I really want to know or think that my, my crew is fine. So for example, we'll do bad water. I don't want them to be suffering. So it's, I, I feel it's going to be easy for the crew to think about the runner, but not about themselves. So not having shelter from the rain where you fully expect rain at some point in Twin Lake. If it doesn't rain at all in Twin Lake, something is wrong. Like you're actually in the right, wrong exactly. place. Like that's, that's not normal. So <laughs> it's not a rain. You have to think about that. And I don't want as a runner to be like, oh no, like my crew is miserable right now. Like it's kind of affecting me mentally. Um, but the other one is, um, actually, so it's funny. So Leadville, that's where Courtney lives now. Um, and actually Mm -hmm. we saw her basically everywhere all the time, all summer. It's just kind of insane. Um, so yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm plugging name here, but uh, I I ran (laughs) with um, her husband a little bit for a silver rush and yeah, we were talking about that a little bit. And one thing that he said, they always have kind of a bag a little bit like if you're kind of into survival stuff, like in your house, you have a bag that if something happened, you grab it and you go somewhere. Well, to yeah. kind of have yeah, that yeah. when you're crewing, like this is the essential. And if for whatever reason, mm. instead of half a mile, you're parked like way out there and you barely have time to make it, like you don't need to think about, okay, well, maybe he wants a rain jacket. Maybe he wants, like, no, the, the, the essential is there and you just grab it very quickly. And I tried as much as possible for Leadville to be super specific about these are the things I might need. And these are the things you need to remind me. Like I might need sunscreen at Twin Lake. I might need my rain jacket. I might need my puffy. And you can prepare it ahead of time. Similar to if yeah. you're not having a crew, you have a drop bag. It's the same thing. Uh-huh. Like it's yeah. a, essentially a drop bag that she's carrying. And then it's yeah. going to make it a little easier. Yes. Um, yeah. But yeah. Prepare first and then, yeah. and then be flexible as we'll yeah. talk about. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which is yeah, that's great. Yeah. Having a crew instead of yeah. a drop bag. Yeah. That's, that's great advice. And that reminds, and that's something I think I'll incorporate into, into, into our events. And one thing that we learned from cruel jewels, the Liz and Brian, correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> they, Liz was crewing Brian. But Brian, her husband. her husband, but Brian would put a drop bag at every drop bag location because if something happened to Liz, like a flat tire. If, or th- Yeah. If something happened. So he had that reassurance. reassurance that there was something there if Liz couldn't make it. And then when she would get there, she would just go get a drop bag, open it up and have all the stuff. So it wasn't like he was leaving a drop bag behind when he left the aid station. It was just there in case Liz didn't make it. And I think that's a really smart idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It, and to have a an essentials bag, so to speak, like you just spoke to, Simon. Yeah. That's all, that's great advice. Um, and for me as a runner, just want to jump back to Twin Lakes. 
be mentally prepared coming into Twin Lakes. And this is the, the hype around Twin Lakes as a runner. I started in coming down off of off Hopes. You're kind of winding through, you cross the river, and then you come in and you can hear the cowbells and the people cheering. I think I dropped like a seven minute mile through the field. I was so pumped. Oh. The adrenaline. But when I got to to join my son, like I had to calm down because I felt like I was going to forget something. Mm. Like just make, you know, cause all the hype and you're so excited and it everything like you're party. You just kind of want to, yeah, the adrenaline's going and you want to get out of there. Like just take a minute, make sure you got headlamp, make sure you got your, your, your jacket. Yeah. Your, you lingered everything. for a little bit. I lingered. Yeah. It was but, like FOMO. But it was so going on. fun. I didn't want to leave Twin Lakes. It was a party. I mean, Twin okay. Lakes is really like of all the places to be for a really long time, waiting for your runner. Twin Lakes is a mm-hmm. blast. Like it yeah, is. It's not a bad place party. to be. Yeah, it's, it's a well, party all day. <laughs> like seriously, you're. I, and that's what I wanted to go over. Like for people listening, is that when you first see your runner, that's at thirty-seven. Is that what they come in? 37.9? At Twin Lakes? At eight, yeah, Twin Lakes yep. outbound. Yeah, so 37.9. And then you're, and that's a 130 cutoff. So, I mean, you got there around way before then. And I'm sure you did too, Simon. Yeah. Um, I mean, so we in, were there. In terms of cutoff, the one that is like, like when I came in Twin Lake and I felt like I want to party is the second time. I think that's a tight yeah, cutoff. Yep. It's like yep. if you make that one, the only thing you got to do after that is actually just not stop. But Just before yep. that, it's like you got to hustle. If you come in Twin Lake barely under the cutoff the first time, yeah, I like That's it's a stretch. not impossible, but it's going to be hard. It's going to be really mm-hmm. hard. Yeah, because then you don't see, um, because of Winfield with no crew access, you don't see your runner again until mile 62. So, I mean, there's a good 25, 30 miles in between there so that they're on their own. Yeah, and if you're leaving Twin Lakes to go over and into Winfield and back, and you have a history of stomach issues or cramping, altitude, bring plenty of salt tabs. Be prepared because that, with the altitude and with that hike, especially coming back out of Winfield, that's a drag. That's yeah. tough. It's a hard race. Yeah, coming up, up, coming back over out of Winfield, it it'll get you. Yeah. yeah, and we're not talking gear too much, but I would say that's you definitely got to have at least a wind jacket coming up Hope Pass. Oh, for sure. Back. Like it, it's it's likely going to be cold, and it's almost for sure going to rain at some point. So unless, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, if you're Killian or whatever, like maybe you don't care because it's still the morning and you're fine, but normal <laughs> human being will come there right in the thunderstorm of the afternoon and it's going to be cold. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And even like thinking, because it, as you said, you don't see your crew until you're actually back at Twin Lake. You might want to take your headlamp, even though you're likely going to be back at, or possibly going to be back at Twin Lake before nighttime, depending on your pace. Yeah. It's for me, at least, uh, it's nice to not carry useless thing, but having the headlamp is like reassuring. I don't want to be stuck just even if it's 15 minutes in the dark stumbling because I was like, hey, I'm going to save whatever five ounces of weight. Like, no, let's just. Yeah, no. This is using your cell phone light. Yeah. Agreed. (laughs) Take a headlamp. That's some advice I wish I had because I didn't. Out. Going up and over. Oh, yeah. Because remember when I came back to Twin Lakes, there were four or five people that were heading back up. Well, crew that were 
trying to intercept oh, their runner with with a headlamp chasing after them and i'm like i gotta hurry because i don't have a headlamp so if you want some motivation don't take a headlamp but <laughs> yeah, be yeah. prepared and take a headlamp killian said something like that like the trick to western state is don't bring a headlamp so you have to finish <laughs> no. below like 15 hours or something i'm like yeah i mean that's a great advice for you that's a terrible advice for me <laughs> right skip the last aid station so you have room for dinner yeah if you want to yeah. roll the dice and want some motivation don't take a headlamp leaving twin lakes for the first time but yeah. be prepared and take one um, okay so i mean is that kind of I mean, I feel like we've been chatting about Twin Lakes a lot, but that is that is a main like source of where everything happens mm-hmm. and goes down and like the main event, essentially. Um, so, I mean, if if is that do you feel like we covered everything on Twin Lakes? I feel like I've yeah, jarred all my memory gone in and out. Of yeah, Twin the only Lakes. thing I think of is, is is like, you know, that's Twin Lakes and Winfield is, are the, the places where you have to start thinking about pacers. Um, and you start to mm-hmm. utilize pacer. So beyond beyond crew or it can be a part of crew is 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 will you have and 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 who's joining your team as a pacer? Yeah. Yeah. Because it, I mean, now you're just turning around and repeating what we just did, the morning yep. session. Yeah, yeah, which is another lovely situation for crew because you're kind of like, oh, I know exactly what I'm getting into, mm-hmm. what we're gonna do and lay out and stuff like that. So I would like to add to this one, though, leaving Twin Lakes and Simon, I don't know if you remember, you were probably well ahead of me in 2021, but the Mount Albert mini aid station, I remember coming into Twin Lakes, they were there. But when we left Twin Lakes, they weren't there because I asked my son, I'm like, because he ran out of water, actually. He paced me out of Twin Lakes to outbound, back to outbound. And when, you know. Hey, we got water up here at this mini aid station. And I, I remember coming into Twin Lakes and there was a couple old guys sitting there with some jugs of water, but I don't recall. And I, I'm certain that they weren't there leaving Twin Lakes, going back to outbound. Can we get confirmation? Were, do you remember them being there? Cause it was kind of tucked in a little pocket there, of trees. Honestly. Um, but uh, I did have a pacer at the time, so I was not necessarily thinking, but I feel there okay. was something, but I, I I didn't use it for sure. Like if it was there, I de- definitely just went by directly to um, not half pipe. I can't remember pipeline. the name. Uh, yeah, half pipe pipeline. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like I, I was able to wait until then, even though the climb out of Twin Lake is actually really annoying. Uh, I think it's underrated. I, I like it, it's bad. Like it's bad, but people don't yeah. talk about it ever. Um, yeah. I, I yeah, was but what makes it bad? But that's that's why my son ran out of water. I mean, he yeah. he had trained a little bit, but he had an Achilles thing going on, and he did fantastic. But he he ran out a little bit of water, get or got low, and I'm like, hey, don't worry about it. There's this there's this little mini aid station with water. It's water mm-hmm. only. We'll be fine. And we never ran into him. We got all the way back to half pipe before we ran into any other aid. So I'm not sure what happened there, but I don't recall. It says on their their map that there is this mini aid station, but I don't remember them on the second loop. So I could have been hallucinating again and just ran past. You were just running so fast that you just passed it. Must have been. Okay. Okay. Wait, Um, Simon, like backtrack. Do we need, is that like something you want to talk about leaving twin lakes? I mean, is that something Um, you do like mentally prepare your runner for? I think I I struggle as much doing it than power line basically. Um, I, I don't know if elevation is similar, but it, it's decently steep. It goes for a long time and people never talk about it. I don't even know that there's a name for it as opposed to mm-hmm. everything else in this race. There might be a, a name for it, but 
yeah, it's it's not the funnest climb, I would say. The, the only good thing is, at least for me, usually that is around the time that sunset is just past, and that's where I usually have a rebound of energy. So you kind of can push through it a little bit more than power line, which is more in the middle of the night when you're starting to wonder, am I really having fun? Like, like that's when power line actually <laughs> happens. Like, is that, is that fun, Simon? Are you like, you're not smiling. Questioning you your life choices. Yes. But the yeah. other one is more like it, when you have a high actually, but it is physically, I think, pretty demanding. Okay. I, I mean, I just know, because we kind of stood at the base of that like entrance and exit where people were runners were leaving twin lakes and you're right i mean like you're almost you're almost like kind of crawling it's a steep little pitch <laughs> of right that there. little section oh, if yeah, that's, that's any indication thing. of how yeah. that race goes like for any crewers it's just kind of give i mean obviously your runner knows because they came out of it but just as a mental note like here we go mm-hmm. back at it okay um so then moving on to back to outbound yeah, I mean, it's not really much anything different. I mean, it's dark, right? At this darkish. And this for the runners out there, coming through that field, watch watch where you're going. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Simon, if you had any experiences with the clumps of grass and the, the gopher holes or whatever they were. It was, yeah, there's definitely holes. It, you, you can roll an ankle very quickly, very easily, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't feel like there's much... At, at I mean, there's not much at this aid station that is any different than what we talked about. Yeah, it's kind yeah, of the reverse. The only of... thing I would say is like your your runner's probably going to be cold at that point. Like it's starting to be the middle of the night. It, again, it depends on pace. Like if you're really fast, you might be early. But for me, it was probably one in the morning, two in the morning. Actually, I I don't know, but I remember feeling cold and being very happy to have some ramen or something warm. So if you know more or less when the runner is going to come, maybe you can prepare for that a little bit more ahead of time. Or if you have a thermos or something, that yeah. that would feel good. At least for me, that would feel mm-hmm. good. I also, you know, as crew, though you're leaving the party of of um, Twin Lakes, like the rest of it becomes easier. But of course, you're getting more tired and fatigued as it goes into the evening mm-hmm. and then the early hours of the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, driving and parking is easier as, as we go on. Um, and... Yeah. We'll say at hour bounded, like you're definitely cold. And there's a fire usually there. Both years I've gone there, there mm-hmm. was a fire. So if you're waiting and crewing, like that's a, a place to to support your own comfort. Um, but yeah. Yeah. And it's Nora, also when did you good, Oh, uh, sorry, Simon. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, yeah sorry. Uh, I think it's a good place for a switch of pacer. It always depends who's pacing you and like, but outward bound, there will be about, I think, 24 miles to go. So if you have a pacer that can do that and 24 miles, like, <laughs> She was super worried to pace me the first time. She's like, Simon, you're such a better runner than me. I was like, look, the last 24 miles of my 100 miles won't be as fast as usual. So I think you can do that. And she was absolutely mm-hmm. fine. Um, so that's 24 miles is, is probably a good way. And we didn't give a shout out to a few people, actually. So so first year, there was Tom, which I never met before. And she just kind of found a friend for me to pace up until there. Uh, no, actually, to to make Queen. And then this year was uh, Mark and Leanne, uh, which and was... Me. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, shout out to Nora, of course. Thank you so much, my love. But, uh, <laughs> but we're married, so you kind of have to. Uh, yeah, but yeah. Mark and Leanne, you know, like, thank you so much. That was that was great. So, yeah. and Tom. Were these just random pacers that you found, Nora? Tom, yes. So the first year we were there, I was, so if you're a crew that needs a pacer, like there are many, mm-hmm. like actually, because so one, it was, it was from the people we met and they were like, 
you know, there are people that were also from Colorado and they say, you know, we know people that are waiting and love to pace. So we're going to call up our friend and see if they're available. Um, so like, it was like no problem, but it wasn't just that because actually first we had this first person, which was Tom, but actually there were pacers waiting and learned that their runner had DNF. And so as a result, Mm. there were pacers that were waiting and like ready to go. So we had Tom, but actually there were like two or three other people that were like, oh, like, you know, my racer dropped if you need a pacer. And I was like, like drawing straws. Yeah, it was. I I was (laughs) like, I don't know. I have never been in this kind of position before. This is wild. Like, thank you. And I'm not sure. Love it. Yeah, that's never happened anywhere else, but at Leadville, like the community support and like the amount of people that like loved want to pace and, and want to support. Like there were there were a lot of both years there were pacers waiting and so were ready to support another runner that they didn't know because their runner had dropped. Yeah, but just to be clear, I, I think that would only happen at Twin Lake. Yes. Most probably. Like you don't expect that at May Queen or no. you know, an annoying place to go. Like Twin Lake, there will be people and we said it before, the the cutoff that you might miss is the second cutoff or potentially the Winfield one. So they will know that their runner missed. And if you yourself are close to the cutoff, but you make it in time, there might be people available that are just, well, you know, like you, you already left your car in Leadville, found a ride to Twin Lake and you were expecting to run all the way. So you might actually want For the sure. company. So like, you're like, I want to pay someone like, please take me. Yeah. Um, so it's a, yeah. But the second year, Mark and Leanne, they were the people that, they were some of the people that we met that first year that were coming back again and were able to support us. So like, And they're still friends right like now, which we really like lifelong friends, which we really appreciate. But yeah. so they supported us the, the second year, but you know, we knew them for a year. Yeah. Are they I, runners too? Or are they just kind of like casual? Yeah, they're not. They're really wonderful yeah, people that have been. But even friends. Them, like let's call them New friends. New friends and yeah, very nice people, not random strangers no, that you pick out in the street. <laughs> they're in the circle. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, all, all, and, and you're right, all of those people are also um ultra runners and yeah. hikers and wonderful. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's good to know because um <clears throat> it's great that this community will people will, will offer up that, that service, right? I'll pace, I'll crew, I'll do whatever I can. And so uh, I'll offer a little bit of advice on Uray, and I know we're getting off Leadville, but Simon, if you, if you drop at Uray, it's an unwritten rule that you have to go to Felon Park and pace. Hmm. Good to know. So anybody, if, if you're able, if you're able, if to, you're able, if you've rolled an ankle, broken kind of something, like, I'm done with this concussed, race, I can't do it anymore. Yeah, it's uh, everybody who DNFs at URA shows up at Felon Park, recuperates, and will offer up a pacing. Gets around a fire and just waits. Because you come through that aid station like four times. Felon Park is awesome. So not to sidestep so that conversation, fun. but keep that in mind. <laughs> but no, it, it, it kind of builds on the community and how, how offering they are to like just jump in and help mm-hmm. random people. Yeah, absolutely. So Well, and it also depends on your runner. If your runner has that person, like Simon, obviously you could like make friends with like anybody. No, no, and Nora, Nora makes friends and then they Yeah, but they also then have to like <laughs> stick with you and like be able to yes. handle you and vice versa. So I'm sure Nora, we like, you know, kind of weeds those people out. Like you're not going to make it. Well, I think that's just a, a woman's nature. Cause I've seen, and you talk about Nora making all the friends. I, I've seen her in people's YouTube videos at led at Leadville laughing, having a good time, talking to whoever, just like, well, they're slaving away, running. <laughs> getting, I'm getting like, oh, somebody's having a good time. You know, the run, you have the glory and the accomplishment. Always. And you're right. We, we just party all night. 
which is kind that's of- all we do. There's no stress, nothing. Mm-hmm. No, we're just we're never worried about you know, it. No, <laughs> nope, never worried about getting A to B, <laughs> C to D, and F. Actually, that's well, why I'm not allowed to bike anymore. Yeah, no, no. yeah. I don't. Yeah, I mean, that's a whole. <laughs> they did appreciate seeing me bloody and broken rib uh, at the one at aid station. Not, not that I was having fun in myself, but uh, yeah. Well, yeah, but it was it was between running. It was some good and good footage, Simon. I, you had it on yeah. your your video for the for the bike. I mean, bike honestly, run. I was at the top. We were talking biking at the top of power line, and even before I said, you know, if I crash my bike, it's gonna be power line. So, like the first thing I did was I really made sure my camera was rolling because I was like, that's gonna be good footage, you know. Like good. I, if I crash, I need to capture that. Like that would be a shame to not actually have it. So, but, yeah. and, and I will say, as someone who's crew but also wants to do ultra running, like it is really fun to be a crew. It like has its own set of challenges, but for the most part, it's really, really fun. Anytime I saw sign, I'm like, oh, I want to be out there right now. Like there, there is this, yeah. when you watch yeah. the runner do it, there is this sort of pining of like, oh my gosh, like I want to do that. That looks really- Oh yeah, you get that rush, especially at the end of the finish line. Oh, and you're yeah. like, and you kind of look at some of these people and I'm like, if you did that, I can do that. I can you do know, this. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you don't even look like a runner and you just did this. Like I mm-hmm. pretend to look like a runner and means I can probably do this kind of scene yeah. <laughs> maybe <awesome>. that's just me <laughs> anyway um okay well there is a benefit to to getting to the top of pipeline and i just want to yeah. power line power getting line. to the top of power line yeah space camp yes awesome space so cool. camp is ridiculous nora have you seen space camp I have because I paced Simon from Outward Bound. Oh, that's right. (laughs) I was so excited for Space Camp. I could not wait. I think I was so too cheery going up Powerline because I was really hoping it would happen. (laughs) I wasn't quite sure. And then you hear the music and you see it. And I probably wanted to stay at that aid station longer than Simon did. But it was the coolest. Yeah. Well, that's great because that means you're just you've got him in tow. Like, let's go, dude. Come on. Yeah. It's funny because I, I think... When, when you choose pacers or crew, if you're too close to someone, sometimes that might not be the best. Like, I, I cannot imagine, for example, my mom crewing me because I would oh. not want to see her, uh, her to see me when I'm really in the pain cave and vice uh-huh. versa. I, I pace Nora and like, sometimes it's difficult. You don't really want to say, hey, like, you know, stop being a little bitch. You got to run. Fuck like, up. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's kind of difficult, but actually, I think we're pretty much in sync most of the time. And the one time I remember that we were not in sync, like I was, I was not doing well, I was not in the mood to joke. Was going up power line where Nora was like, "Yeah, yeah, it's fun. Like I'm doing power line." I was like, "Oh my god! Like please, I'm gonna stop throw that. you off the on fresh legs." Yeah, that. Yeah, usually, usually, she, like we're perfectly in sync in terms of like the the mood I'm yeah. in. That she needs to be like, mm-hmm. "Are we joking now or are we serious now?" Uh, but that time she was just so happy and I was so not happy to, to see that. And I was like, this is not okay. Like, please stop. But they have like bubble machines at the top and like was there was there like alcohol? Yes. Uh, there might have been a little bit. Oh, okay. And well, I there was a lot. Oh really? It was I mean this it's an, I think it's <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, okay. it's a, it's a, unof- that would be fun. It's, well, it's an unofficial. Yeah. yeah. I mean, responsibly fun is what it's, it meant. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> it's a good time. I was excited to see space camp. That, that yeah. was awesome. That was a good time. Oh, well, I didn't get, to, I didn't, I feel left out. 
I didn't get to enjoy that. Maybe I need to pace. Maybe we should just go back and I'm just going to run that section. <laughs> just jump in out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Outward bound to May Queen. Yeah. You could just yeah. do that. And then yeah. I'll, just, I'll just be the pacer. Like, does anybody need anyone? I just want to get to that aid station and check it out. <laughs> you just, just got to see space camp. <laughs> just get me there. I'll get you there. You get me there. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. Moving cool. on. Sorry so so space camp had to throw that in there. So mm-hmm. everybody out there that wants to pace. You're in for a show. Okay. So my next question is Twin Lakes outbound. And then did you go to you? Were you still pacing Nora from like till the finish line? So the, the first year I did it, which is when you all did it. Um, I actually, we had Tom paced from uh, twin Lake to May queen. So actually I, like I did drive to May queen on the way back that time. And Tom took my car and drove back and I started pacing from May queen onward the past last year in 2022, I, I paced him from outward bound to the end. So didn't at all or get in the May queen shenanigans. Yeah, well, I was. That's why I was going to throw my two cents in there because we met you at Outbound. Um, again, fine. I mean, music was rolling, food was being tossed around, mm-hmm. people were, mm-hmm. you know, in a cold state of mind, um, preparing for like the night hall. Um, and then May Queen actually, it was not from a crewing standpoint, it wasn't too bad. I mean, everybody kind of knew their role in how to make this work and flow properly. And coming back, it was more spread out. The runners. It was and it wasn't though. I mean, you have 800 yeah. people, so you're clustered. Um, but I remember like we, you would think that it was spaced out, but we, I remember getting there and we were still parked probably yeah. 30 cars deep or something. Mm-hmm. But this is like where we hunkered down and slept because I knew I was pacing from May Queen to the finish line. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like we had sprinkles so that, I mean, there was sprinkles on you guys. And every time it started raining out of the car, I was like, oh, I hope he's like, okay. Because it's just what we, crewers go through is like, you're thinking about any elements that are going on. You're like, oh, they're all going through this too, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. So um, from crewing standpoint, I think it was fine. I mean, again, you're logging, get there, but it's, again, it's not, it, it's now the um, opposite way. Yeah. So they've now turned you around. You're now entering where you exited and then vice versa. So you kind of get spit out the way you came. The one Um, thing I will say, though, about May Queen when you're crewing is I actually felt that was like the most uncomfortable crewing because um, I because it was cold. It was just so cold. And um, like we were I was parked far away. And I think it's also because I was a one person crew and pacer. So I so I had to go with all my stuff again, just like with Twin Lake. Mm. But this time. Like, you know, it's not daylight. It's not that warmth. I don't have cover and I'm by myself at that point because to some degree, like runners have spread out and I, I wasn't set up with a tent. So I was, it was a very cold place to crew if you're not prepared. So that's one thing is, you know, it is going to be late for anyone that's crewing May Queen on the way back. So just make, make sure you as a crew member, like stay warm and have your layers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this, I feel like this turned into a a little mini version of Twin Lakes. Like it was kind of a party. Um, You know, you had your runway of small area where the runners could make their way, but you just had people lined up that trail and it it wasn't a huge area either. And I, we thankfully had good spots on the pavement that we kind of posted Mm -hmm. up. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, people were kind of like filtering out the back and into the roads, like, and again, trying to find your crew um, in this chaos. So if you have something, and I remember looking at another crew team, they had like glow sticks and like stuff crazy that like stuck out. If you can, if you have something like that, that you can bring where you literally are like bringing in an airplane, like glow sticks, something of light. Um, I think that's a, that's a good thing. Yeah. That's probably good advice for like any part of this race. Like I think outward bounds, like the one place where I can see my runner coming for a while. So it's very easy for me to, to, to grab my runner and, and notify them where I am, but you're right. Twin lakes and back through in the night, it's really hard to see. And there's so many people out. So having anything that makes you distinguishable, whether it's a very silly outfit and send something in light, that's very silly and recognizable. I think that's particularly in May queen when you are like a delirious runner and like, mm-hmm and cold and tired and and you as a crew are also to some degree tired and maybe also cold like you want to be as efficient as possible into the evening so i totally agree having something like i did not have that and i so Mm -hmm. let's like make do with my like cold and also trying to make sure simon could see me is i got very close to the aid station so that i was lit up um so i i parked my my pack and my stuff in my position so i was unfully litted right next to the yeah yeah that's smart yeah all right. Well, yeah, that's great advice. I think that's that's very important. So anybody out there. Yeah, I mean, and then from there you just bring her home. You're you're mm-hmm. heading to the finish line and just finding parking and um which is fine because parking around there you have that school, you have kind of you flood into spill into the streets again. And- I will say leaving May Queen and Simon, I don't know if you experienced this. In my mind I knew it was somewhat flat and runnable. And I didn't pay attention to my nutrition. And mm-hmm. that section completely zapped me. I left May Queen. I didn't fuel properly. And two miles around that lake, I couldn't run for more than 30 seconds. I was completely exhausted. You were exhausted. Yeah. There was a lot of like. But it was flat. Okay, let's I don't... run here. <laughs> let's get it going. There was a lot of pacer like Is... having to kick in there. So my advice, and I don't know, Simon, if you have any advice on that, that last section, it's 13 miles, it's flat, but, but be aware it, it can sneak up on you. It did, it did to me. Yeah. I, I think for me, I mean, it's definitely part of the race and any race of that distance at that point, it's, it's, unless you had a great race, you're more in the grind zone a little bit. Mm-hmm. So depending if you have a time goal, you, you need to calculate that. Um, the, the first year I was close to a sub 25. So really I was like, well, you know, I'm not going to drop the sub 25, but last year, I, I'm not even sure we ran at all. Honestly, I was like, yeah, well, whatever. Struggling. Like, yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. and at some point for me, the difference between doing it, say like a 20, I can't remember 27 versus 27, 30. I didn't care anymore. I was like, mm-hmm. just, just get me out of here. But it's walking. lead, man. That's a that's a feat in itself to complete a hundred mile run after four previous events. I mean, yeah. that's impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the the race last year didn't go well at all, so I was just glad to be able to kind of finish it. Um, but it's also, I think, around Turco's Lake, and it's true in both directions. You do it in the dark. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, depending depend, depending when you finish, but it's easy to 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 trip. And fall, I think there's a lot of roots and mm. yep. probably easier on the way the at the beginning because you're going much faster and there's most likely someone in front of you, but you're trying to kind of keep pace. 
but um, it's it's easy to eat dirt there. So you got to kind of wipe out a little bit. <laughs> I mean, we had For the sure. full moon, remember? The we full did. moon was, was going on in that lake, and yep. it was a really cool run. You're right, beautiful. actually. Yeah. I, yeah, that that I remember that year we did it. I was like, it was particularly beautiful. I guess the pacer, I was like, this is gorgeous looking across this lake and like the stars. I don't remember love and life. It was it was so. I mean, I think last year was he was suffering a bit more, so yeah. maybe I felt less. But I did feel that first. I was like, this is romantic, Simon. <laughs> it, was, it really was. <laughs> Can we just stop and take a moment? <laughs> push, her, push her out in the road. <laughs> and of course, I'm like, look at all these glow sticks. These are cool. Look yeah, bouncing across the lake that you could yeah. see ahead. I was like, this is magical. Look at this. Yeah. yeah, he's like, can we walk now? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> uh, fun time. Okay, so we can we can bring it home here. Um, we, you, you finished the race. Simon, congrats on, on two years of completing Leadville. One, your last year being completing the Leadman series. Crazy. That's a feat within itself. It's something that I aspire to do eventually one day. <laughs> um, so you finished the race and then, and then what is, as a crew and a runner, what did you guys, or can offer any advice to anybody that finishes this race, like something to do, relax, sit down, take it all in, stay at the finish line, go get yeah, a shower, I mean, do something. The thing. It's first is that you got to. Well, you don't got it, but you, you probably should go for the golden hours, depending when you finish. Of course, if you finish during mm-hmm, the golden mm-hmm. hour, you're already kind of front seat. But otherwise, I think it's worth coming back to it, uh, even if you're pretty tired. But in the morning, there's a, like a taco or um, kind of breakfast burrito place that is pretty nice uh, down the main street. A little street. coffee shop, yeah, that has yeah, really that great, uh, great food. Yeah. Um, for us, our car is set up in a way that you can kind of sleep in the back. We have like a... Like we put down the seats and we have a bed there. So sleeping even nice. just one or two hours kind of made a big difference in my mood. And then you go back to the finish line and the the, the, the energy of the finish line, you know, uh, cheering mm-hmm. the last few runners. It, it's it's wonderful seeing people there really pushing all the way through. I, one of the things that I love doing like the last segment is I knew I was finishing the race. And the second I, I knew I was not sub 25, so I was like, oh, well, whatever. <laughs> I have yeah. whatever, six hours to do it. There's no questions. I didn't put any effort, but for them, they, they passed May Queen. I was like, oh man, like I have whatever, I have four hours to make it. And they, they yep. got to push. So they've been pushing for a while and it's, it's wonderful to see them actually succeed. Yeah, I highly recommend everyone goes to Golden Hour. It is like, the, like it's incredibly emotional. I have teared up. I think a lot of people are tearing up. It is like families coming in. It is, it's the final big party, I think, mm-hmm. too. Like, yeah, so like witnessing and supporting and cheering on all those, all the, the back-end warriors or the backup pack warriors is like, mm-hmm. I've never seen like such like an incredible, like, like such moving. celebration for those. Yeah. So moving a moment that everyone like watches for those final runners is like, it, I mean, it, you, it's hard not to tear up. Yeah. And, it, yeah, it's and also, you're rooting for people you don't even know. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. totally. Totally. Yeah. And just the way the race is set up, like the, 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 the last stretch is on the road. So you actually can see pretty far as yeah, opposed right? to some other yep. trail race where yep. you have no clue, but you see them. It's like, Oh, like they have like three minutes to make it. Like, will they make it? And it's, you know, <laughs> Like, yeah, that I remember 2021 watching Robbie Ballinger finish the Colorado crush when he came across the finish line of Leadville. Remember I, we watched him come up. That was, that was fun. So yeah, I would agree. Watching the people come in towards the end of the race, especially the golden hour is, yeah, is if special. Can, if you can hang out. Yeah. 
Because we we went back to Copper Mountain. Remember? And we were like, we're totally going to get up and we're totally going to get back. And no, I don't. Did we? Did no, we, we weren't. Back? We barely made it back. That was for the closing ceremonies because we watched we watched everybody finish. And we then we're did. like, oh, we'll come back. We're just going to go get showered. And yeah, I laid on the out. bed and that was it. We, <laughs> big mistake. <laughs> it was a big mistake. Yeah, well. But we made it back. So cool. All right. So yeah, that, that kind of wraps it Thank up. Thank you, so, guys. Yeah. 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 Um, real quick, I wanted to touch on one thing. You talked about a fundraiser, and I think this is for the Leadville Foundation, and that it's something that you can do with Lifetime when you are in the event or you can, um, is it is it a ticket that you can purchase, if I recall? Or was it, did you, you uh, participated well, I mean, in the... I mean, it's like every, every major race. There's a lot of fundraiser associated to it. The, the mm-hmm. one I was with uh, was the Lifetime Foundation, uh, so providing meals mm-hmm. uh, in school. I mean, my fundraiser is closed for more than a year, but um, it's a okay. way to gain entry within the Leadville. So then you, you associate it with an organization. I think there's, um, I am forgetting the other one, but there's also the Leadville Foundation that gives yeah. scholarships to, to kids from Leadville. So I think that it's a great way to support both runners that are kind of pushing through and, and racing, but also for a good cause. So, yeah. Awesome. And that uh, also the, the dream catcher, I believe Leadville has. Yeah. People can yeah. be and participate in that, which Rodrigo, he blew by me. I was going down wind, into Winfield and he started two hours behind me and passed me before the 50 mile mark. Mm-hmm. Guy's amazing. Yeah. It's a good opportunity to give back to Leadville. So yeah. Yeah. Simon, Nora, we appreciate you guys taking the time. Heck yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for giving us this opportunity to talk about this. It's lovely yeah. to chat with both of you. Yeah. Yeah, you as well. And nice to meet you, Nora. Simon, good to see you. <laughs> Congrats on the Cruel 50. We'll see you in... Uh, Ray. Um, we'll see you in Ure. Yeah, Ure. Yeah. That'll, be, that'll be fun. That will be fun. That will be fun, um, yeah. Recommendation for Ure? Go hike Chief Ure Mine. I think that... So it's a section of the race, but the Chief Ure Mine is... Go for a hike before the race. It's beautiful. 200 foot waterfall. It's awesome. Awesome. Just Googled it. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> it's, 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 it's beautiful. That's one, that's one hike I would definitely do it at your A before the race. So anyway, um, Simon and Nora, again, thank you so much for giving our listeners this, this insight to, to, to Leadville and yeah, good luck in all your races. And we look forward to seeing you and your A. And if you guys have anything, please feel free to reach out. Absolutely. So, yeah, and if any of your listeners have a question or anything, they can reach out to us. And you can, of course, follow my adventure on YouTube, especially I'm going to yes. do Badwater before Array. So Array is a big question for me because Badwater is right before. So I, I want to say I'll take Badwater easy, but that's not realistic. <laughs> so we'll see. I'm how. so excited to hear how you do on that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward for it to be done. <laughs> I'm excited to hear Nora about your crewing adventure because that is like a totally different world. Oh my gosh. We yeah. And if you guys, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And we would love to have you guys on to talk about that as well. So, and that's the point of what we're trying to build with ultra crew hub is things like this inside and information for mm-hmm. people to go and, you know, you can get to a race and you can experience that connection with people like you guys did at, at Leadville, but we kind of wanted to expand on that and give people an opportunity to 
meet other people at the events and the races and to provide some some insight and retrospect on on the event so we're kind of building that out and we appreciate you guys being here and providing that information thanks for doing this yeah thank you for doing this for the community appreciate it hey everybody there you have it leadville 100 trail run from simon and nora we hope that their information will help you plan your next leadville 100 trail run or your first leadville 100 trail run we would also like to take a moment to give a shout out to simon and his ultra marathon trail running youtube channel so get on over to youtube look up ultra marathon trail running with simon and enjoy the great content and videos that he's putting out for everybody in the races that he's completed again thank you for listening we'll talk to you next time